I made a music video like 10 years ago while I was in college and it involved a guy who was sort of jumping around and dancing while the rest of the world was acting perfectly normally because he had a my theory was that he had a song playing in his head the song that the music video was for and no one else could hear it and everyone else was confused and while watching the exploding girl I thought to myself is Ivy playing a song in her head as sort of a defense mechanism is that something like did you have music playing you know like how to sort of stay still how to make sure that you don't express too much um no I mean I don't I mean, I definitely didn't have any music playing. I mean, I know what you're talking about, and I think that that's a good way of thinking about what uh, how Ivy kind of guards herself against the world. You know, I think she does have an enormous private life, interior life, that's kind of guarded from anybody else's eyes. But no, I, I didn't. I didn't have anything as a kind of tool, I guess, to help me manufacture that for the camera. I grabbed the filmmaker and I worked really closely to build the character. I think that we were very much on the same page with who she was. So I just really relied on on Brad to to let me know if we strayed too far away from, from anything. Was the choice of pigtails when you were outside or talking to other people as opposed to when your hair was down, when you were sleeping, was that intentional? Was that some sort of another way of, you know, hiding yourself or just a coincidence? No, I mean, honestly, we we just wanted her to have one hairstyle throughout the film because, for one thing, Brad wanted to be able to cut between days, like, if he, if he, like stuff of me on the subway like you wanted to be able to use that any time you know obviously like the outfit dictated some some of some kind of time restraints but but mostly it was just usually didn't have hair and makeup and it was august in the city and um i wanted a hair off of my neck and we needed there to be some continuity well i guess watching this stuff outside i mean everything is shot with a long lens was that did you you shoot like you know gorilla style no permits is that part of the reason like you were across the street no we had permits whenever we were outside the only things we didn't have permits for was the subway (laughs) um no we weren't stealing any shots really i i I know that brad has this kind of like theory that he wants to give the characters their privacy and I think that that had to do partially with the choice of the long lens. And also, God was facing, with, this movie was kind of an homage to another film called Cafe Lumiere. And he was facing a lot of our cinematic style, often the way that they shot that movie. How long was the movie shot over? Like a couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, about 18 days. Uh, your character is obviously inc- incredibly inexpressive and it seems she didn't even react to being dumped the first time. And while watching it, I kept th- the first time I thought she had been dumped was when Greg calls theoretically from the hospital. Now, in in your head, or does it not even matter? I, I didn't think Greg had actually been in a car wreck. I thought he was making it up as an excuse. No, I mean, I believe, I, I think he's telling the truth. But, you know, it's, it's so subjective. It's all up to the viewer. I think he was telling the truth. And, and you know, it's not that... I don't think he's trying to break up with her on the phone the first when he says, you know, I've been in the car accident. I think he's trying to postpone the inevitable so that when he breaks up with her, I do think that's the first time he's broken up with her. And, you know, it's not that she doesn't react, but she's keeping her reaction 
to herself. You know, I think she's a person who doesn't want to burden other people with her feelings or her problems. I think she's very cautious not to do that. How much of the performance was in the script? Because I understand most of the dialogue was improvised. Is that correct? Uh, no, that's not correct. Most of the dialogue was in the script. I mean, there's stuff that is improvised in it because, you know, like stuff that fire engine going by was like a, you know, a surprise and I just had to improvise around it. But, I mean, most of what's on the screen was on the page. There are little things that Brad, Brad's very good at creating opportunities for surprise for like the unexpected and, and delicious thing. So there are times when, you know, Brad would say to me, like, oh, go over there and like go through your suitcase and, and get together his laundry, which was not in the script. I mean, she didn't want it in the script, but we didn't have the actual scene of her pulling, you know, stuff out of his bag. And so I went and did that and then I found, you know, it's really Mark's bag who plays the character of Al. And then going through it, and I find this tape recorder. And you know, we didn't know the tape recorder was there when when Brad told me to go and go through his stuff. And you know, I pressed play on the tape recorder, and it just happens that it's you know Mark singing. And and there were things like that that were um, not unexpected or unexpected, but they were all within the context of the script and within the context of of Brad orchestrating events. Considering the spareness of, of what's going on, was there a lot more on the page? Because obviously the movie is kind of uh, rather short for a feature. Uh, was there a lot more in there that they cut out and make it more elliptical, perhaps? Or is that pretty much what was on the page? Um, the, what was on the page is actually even shorter. You know, the, the script was something like, I don't know, 60 pages. It was very short. And I knew when I read it that the, that the pace of the movie would be more contemplative. The hand clasping at the end, that's a, you know, it's an extraordinarily long shot. And it's, I'm assuming, all done in, in one. There's no hidden cuts in there, correct? No, that's all one. How, how did you time that, or was it all, like, did you, was that in the script as well? I mean, I guess I was curious, because it's a beautiful shot, but the, obviously you'd be very patient for that. What are the signals between the between you and the other actor on when to open your eyes and when to do this, or was it all timed out in advance? Um, no, it definitely wasn't timed out in advance. I mean, we sat in the back of that car and held hands for, like, an hour, you know, and, and just did it over and over again. It was very intimate actually and, and very calm because you know you're just in it's that like childhood feeling of being in the back of a car and that kind of like hip, hypnotic rhythm it was the feeling was very right for what's happening between them it's so intimate the hand holding it's like a kiss you know and I think that it's you know we did it for a while and then once we had it, we could stop doing it. I, I think Brad probably said to me, like, open your eyes when I needed to open them and close them when I needed to close them. You know, he's very he's very particular about what he wants and, like, what he sees inside of his head and trying to get that on film. I don't know. I, I think it's really beautiful, this moment of, like, this kind of, like, innocent intimacy.